Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. This next episode isn't as long as some of the other ones that we've had, but it's one that I think will have a real impact on you, not least because our next guest is so full of energy and absolutely embodies everything that's wonderful about Liverpool. I actually met Rebecca because of my day job as a recruitment to recruitment consultant, and I was blown away with her passion for making a really substantial change to her industry, which is really skill short. So you're in for an absolute treat. This is Rebecca Law, and she's director of PSI Global Recruitment. It's very specifically within their industrial and construction sector, but it's quite niche. And I want you to stay tuned to listen to what she has done to work in true partnership with her client base, how she's impacting the education sector, and what she's doing to get more diverse people, specifically within the transgender community, into this very, very challenging sector. We talk around things like CSR, sustainability, and what you can potentially learn from her journey in how you tackle your skill shortage too. And at the very end, stay tuned because she gives us a beautiful synopsis as to why you, when you're next in the UK, could go and visit the beautiful city of Liverpool. You'd be surprised. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And you are going to absolutely love my next guest. I got to know this next guest because she'd approached me to my day job as a recruitment to recruitment consultant. And the energy and enthusiasm and knowledge of our next guest just was totally infectious. That's the only word I can use to describe her. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to you our global community, Rebecca Law, who is the director at PSI Global Recruitment over in Merseyside in the UK. How are you today, Rebecca? I'm brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So you're not, you're going to be unfamiliar to quite a lot of people unless they happen to yes. inhabit your sector. So for the benefit of our global community, which stretches all the way from the UK, all the way to the States, Australia, Europe, Asia, yep. we're so lucky. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, so I'm Rebecca. I work for PSI Global Group, uh, but I'm the director of PSI Industrial Services. We specialise in mainly marine recruitment, so naval, naval yards, shipyards, dockyards, power stations, all industrial sites. Um, that is what I've done for the last 10 years. Wow. It's such an exciting sector. My mind, if everyone else is like, oh, wow, it's so exciting. What's it, it like? What, what's been happening in your market and in your sector in the last, let's say, five years or so? Because that covers the COVID and Brexit period. Definitely. So obviously COVID was unaf- uh, didn't really affect construction or the industry that we worked in. We were safe. We were a safe uh, industry and people carried on working. Post-COVID though, a lot of projects were put behind. So companies have threw money to try and get projects back on track. Um, we've had Brexit. There's an aging workforce. We've got a skill shortage. So it's becoming more and more difficult to find the right skills for the jobs. We've got plenty of jobs, but not a lot of people. Right. And that, I think that's really important because you are in yep. quite a niche sector, which 
everyone knows exists because we look around yep. us. And I mean, I guess yep. if you don't live in a coastal area, you might not think about the marine sector, but obviously it is construction and industrial. So yep. from your point of view, what's it like in terms of, you know, it, and I'm not talking about us being woke here, but as an mm. industry, our recruitment industry, we've yep. transformed in the last few years when we're talking much more openly around gender equality, neurodiversity, mm -hmm. um, different ability, physical ability levels, you know, people coming from, you know, different, diverse backgrounds. Where yep. are you at as an industry? And then why do you think we need to, you as an industry need to be more diverse? The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd. Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society, and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell, you have a contribution to make, an inclusion crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, Higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the Inclusion and Diversity Certification Mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. I think we need to open up different labour markets. You know, the labour markets got smaller and smaller. You know, I personally, we want to go into different market markets of, you know, we need to open these people up. You know, maybe they haven't even thought about a career in construction. That's mm. a main thing that we're hearing, especially from young people, right. is when they're in school, they're not taught about this as a career. And that's something that we really want to focus on is going into schools and focusing on the amount of money that they can earn, mm. you know, that's all they're interested in is it's not taught as an option. Um, bringing more people into the industry has definitely got to be an aim and it's something that we're really trying to do. Mm. Uh, it's embedded within our business now. We need to do it. Otherwise, we're going to be in a much worse situation in yeah. five more years. You can't, the thing is, when when I talk to anybody, generally it's STEM related, but even Rec to Rec is a skill short market. Yep. And of course, we've made our lives a lot harder with things like Brexit, haven't we? Yep. Um, in terms of, you know, bringing in labour from other countries. But I think you can't create something out of nothing. And of course, nope. without us educating the education system, 
there's yeah. a total disparity between what the you know they think they're getting them geared up teachers have all the best intentions they think they're getting them geared up for a working world and actually the reality is that those jobs are maybe going to be redundant or replaced by ai yeah. but these are amazing career paths so were you actually working as initiatives with schools and colleges i mean what are you actually doing in your actual communities to get them to understand that there's a skill shortage in the communities um so we've recently set up a training company wow. um Initially, it's going to be about getting people into the industrial coating industry. Um, again, it's quite a small niche industry. Mm. Um, I think there's only 1,800 people that are actually qualified. Considering the amount of projects and the amount of work that we've got going on, there's a lot of shipbuilding. You wow. know, the build, the build of more and more ships. Um, so we've set up the training company to get people into there. We've also set up three community initiatives one is called the community initiative its main focus is getting local people back into work right a lot of a lot of people during covid you know they were working in these in these sites and um, but they left because obviously it wasn't stable i know a lot of people have got more stable jobs like there's a lot of skilled people mm. doing like taxi driving but we want to get those people back into it so the community initiative is all about engaging with people in the local community to get them back into work mm. We've got our rehabilitation initiative that's focused on delivering this training, the train the painter training inside prisons, um, and match them with an employer to get them some wow. work experience Love when that. they come out. Love that. Um, that's so important. I hadn't even saw that. That was gonna say I don't remember you telling me that when we spoke all that while ago. That was um, a new, I made I made that one last week. So that's a relatively new one. Wow. Um we've got the community, the industrial coating initiative, which is purely We'll get people who haven't done industrial painting before. They might have been unemployed. They might just want a career change. Mm. We'll give them the tra training. And right. then we want to partner with employers to be able to give them work experience. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's try and blueprint what you've done. So for those listening who are in a position similar to yourself as a recruitment leader, but also as a recruiter, to do something yep. different how did you go about creating these initiatives what who did you need to go and speak did you need to have connections or did you just cold call yourself i cold called myself and obviously we're, we're quite lucky we've got employers that are we call them clients we've got clients that are really you know they really want to engage in this kind of stuff you know their problem is our problem at the moment we can't find the people for them so it's all about working together Love it. to come up with a solution and this was the solution we get buy-in from the clients you know and it's it's also we want to do you know we take so much from the industry you know especially we work in recruitment but we also work in construction you know I, I think there's people think that we take so much from the industry we wanted mm. to give something back like and leave like a positive impact or a legacy that's how we mm. were basically thinking of it when we thought of it how much of it I mean and I'm gonna just put this out here because obviously we are both women yeah. How how where's the gender equality at the moment in construction as an industry generally? And then what's the perception? If I was listening now and I was in a college or I was doing a job where I thought, Do you know what, that would really appeal to me. How responsive is the industry to the gender gap and women coming in and transgender as well? I mean, there's a huge, you know, there's a huge yeah. market out there of people who are going through that transition. So how truly diverse is that sector? How safe is it? It's definitely come on a lot. You know, there's more women. I've seen a lot more women scaffolders. I've seen a lot more women industrial painters. I think it's brilliant. I could me never too. do it. I could never do it myself. I could never um 
but I think it's brilliant. You know, yeah, we've also one of the sites, um, I won't name it, but we have got quite a large population of transgender people. Wow, that's amazing. And I think like some of the feedback that we've got is, you know, it's quite an intimidating place to work, mm. but the feedback that they've got on site has been brilliant. That's amazing. It's fan fantastic. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Because I think as an industry, out of all the industries out there, that's the kind of misconception maybe, that it's like, yeah, you know, the wolf, the wolf whistling, like something off the yeah. 1980s or whatever. But that, yeah. and then absolutely got to keep, you know, the identity of the of the site safe for obvious reasons, because not everybody's yeah. so accepting. But I think that's just, you know, you could literally, that's you're changing somebody's life and career forever. And I think, like, we've done a big, you know, what we wanted to do is when we were doing um, job adverts for the site, mm. is we were looking for cleaners. We've done videos, video job descriptions of a woman cleaner given so hopefully the idea was if if they saw another woman working there yeah you know they think oh that must be you're okay. not going to be know, the I'm, only woman i'm not going to be the only one and that mm. was something that we put together with our market manager we thought we need to change the perception um we've done a lot of work on it you know it hasn't always been easy but definitely it's come on a long way especially yeah. like you say with the trans transgender mm. um we want them to feel included as well and like not right. feel like they can't work mm. like come on in let's give it a go you know that's what true diversity actually means and i do just want to go back a little bit and just pick up on something else well, that you said which that you know your approach absolutely mm -hmm. epitomizes what partnership really is you're not sat there yes. saying to your client and there's this awful awful misconception that recruiters are just sat there going you know whatever oh, i'll come back to you with some cvs or whatever it might be but actually you're yep. saying we can't find this we can't find the people what we're we going to do together to go yep. and enable us to open up these skill short markets and go and create pockets of people that you wouldn't Definitely. have necessarily thought of and i just think that's just a remarkable example of what true partnership looks like that you you know you you were brave enough how many of your competitors would have done that for example you know just maybe they're still sat there going oh we'll send you some cvs yep I think people you still can find the people but i think you know it's got to be like a longer term approach because it's only going to get worse it's only going to get worse mm. you know there's people that are due for retirement you know right people are retiring all the time so they leave them the skilled market but we need people coming in to replace them otherwise yeah. to be trained it just goes, it's, well, yeah, it's, a dying, it's a dying trade and is it a trade and is it an industry that can be replaced by ai no no because it's a physical job isn't it? it unless unless i mean it, you know who knows at one point we'll be replaced by actual robots you know i know are you bringing a robot into your house because i'm not well i've kind of got one in a spark speaker haven't i but it's definitely not happening although if they make me a cup of tea given what i sort of told you before that i've only had one <laughs> brew all day and um, one of the things that i would i wanted to invite you on for is that as a sector and as an industry mm -hmm. construction has been light years ahead when it comes to things like corporate social responsibility and sustainability yeah. the whole esg thing so yeah. how can we as recruiters become A, more socially aware, but B, have something meaningful in what we do for our industry and beyond? We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands, to identify new business opportunities, to attract those hard-to-find candidates, and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn. And sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now, that changes once you have Pager. 
Pager provides you with the ideas, the content, and the scheduling capability for, to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes and for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when inquiring. Now, back to the episode. You know, I always think it's quite personal. So the stuff for me, especially obviously being from Liverpool, mm-hmm. is I wanted initially to do it, obviously in the city and the town that I'm from, make a positive impact on people's lives. I think it's got to mean something to you. It's got to have something personal attached to it. Yeah. That was my motivation and my brother who's 17, he didn't know what he wanted to do. It, it all come at a similar time. He didn't know what he wanted to do. Uh, he was asking me how much the scaffold is in, how much the industrial paint is in, how much the weld is in. And then it all just come together. Mm. And it's, it, it's got to be personal. And it's I don't think it works trying to look like you're trying to be socially aware. I think you've actually got to mean it. You've got to mean mm. it and be passionate mm. about something. Mm. Um, but it can be across all sectors. So what I'm talking about, you know, you can apply it to any industry, any sector. We all need to do our bit to make sure that there's people for the jobs that we need, because otherwise we'll all be out of a job. <laughs> yeah, no, this is very true. Yeah, no, I know it's very true. No, do you know what? I think you've just totally kind of stripped away all the kind of marketing and corporate headlines that you see around ESG and sustainability and all this I don't know why I just put on that voice but it's true we all we can all have an impact in whatever way that that is for you you've had you've you've almost simplified it and I'm sure it hasn't been simple but the fact that you sat there and saw it yourself in your own house with your brother that multiply by however many hundreds or thousands of people you're going to impact that I mean that to me is truly that's the social responsibility we can all have. And, you know, around things like sustainability, I, mean, I guess, you know, we we can all think about how we can do things in a much more cost-effective way, where we don't need to travel, we can do things remotely, we're doing this now remotely. Yep. It's all of those things, but actually anyone listening can do what you've done for yeah. their local community. Definitely. For their, for their industry. And I think what we do is, like, when we work with... Um, so we also work with our clients to help them with their CSR goals. So they mm. might have CSR targets set by their clients on the site right. that they're working on. Yeah. You know, we'll sit down with them, find out what they need to do, mm. how we suggest doing it. Mm. And then we try and get as many of the people involved as when we're trying to make a strategy. So 
the people in the on the site team you know what charity do you want to be involved with is there a charity that you have in mind again it needs to be personal because mm. people need to feel a part of it otherwise if we just picked a random national charity that nobody really had any interest in would mm. they give the same spark and probably not so no, it needs of course to be not. they need to be fully invested in it and it needs to mean something to people basically yeah no it really does well I mean I absolutely applaud you and everything that you're doing and I think you must be working in a really industry interesting sector and Liverpool you know it's a thriving amazing city for anybody that's never been because most of our audience is actually outside the UK so go mm -hmm. give us a look give us a little before we go give us a little snapshot as to why you should come and visit Liverpool we are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. The waterfront, you can't oh, be safe. It's beautiful. And the people, the people, the people, the people, the waterfront, the people, you know, Liverpool on a sunny day, like it's very uh, sunny today. Uh, you can't beat it. No, it's, it, I have to tell you guys that I hadn't been for a good 10 years or so. And mm -hmm. I visited in summer of 2022. And in fact, as we record this now in summer of 2023, I'm actually due to come over next weekend with my daughter. I'll talk to you about that offline in a minute. Um, and we, we came over like probably June 2022 and I we were blown away. We didn't want to leave. Like no. We just kept walking round and round. We were back on the waterfront and then you, it's just transformed and your shopping area is gorgeous. But what I like, and I just want to make this point to anyone that's in London or New York, it's so compact in Liverpool that you can literally walk it in about half an hour <laughs> and you've seen it all, but there's still more you can see. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true, isn't it? It is. You can walk from one end to the other. You can see everything. You can go from the waterfront to the city centre to the shops to yeah. the to the old uh, part yeah. of. You can go everywhere. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's, you know, there's so much history in Liverpool, isn't there? So it's just, yeah, I know. I'm really pleased that I asked you that because I think a lot of people are probably a little bit unaware of what a beautiful place it is. And for me, the people are just so, obviously yourself included, just super friendly yeah. and down to earth. So you should definitely, and that's why it was voted as the culture capital, wasn't it? It was. As well as I the home to, of Eurovision. I have, the Eurovision was massive. <laughs> I have to as well, as I'm trying to be conscious with my accent because I know it can stick out sometimes i no, didn't wouldn't, don't even know what you mean what you're talking about it's okay <laughs> it, well the thing is that generally speaking 
anyone anyone that's <laughs> never been to Lancashire, for example, they they are like, yeah. you know, where were you from? Um, so no, you, I, I love the Scouse accent. You've got a beautiful accent, and you have Thank been you. delightful as I know you would be. So that, I know you're really Thank busy. You. Well yes. done on all your initiatives. You. You're an, a, a you prime much. example of what we can all do in partnering our clients better. So thank you for joining us on the Recruiting Recruitment Podcast. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>